praise be the name of the living God. Genesis chapter number 1 verses 26 to 29. This is Zoe. We are experiencing the life of God. And the life of God is found in his Christ. For in him was life. And that life was the light of men. And so as we look into his word, our paths continue to shine ever brighter because his word is a lamp unto our feet. And whenever we step as directed by God's word, our life will never be put to shame. Amen. 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 So I believe after this month is done and even before it is done, that you shall be uplifted from shame. You shall be uplifted from defeat. You shall be uplifted from poverty. You shall be uplifted from normal struggles. And your life shall be victorious. Your destiny shall be guaranteed. And your vision shall be fulfilled. If you believe that, shout an amen. Are you in Genesis chapter number 1 verses 26? Thank you. That's the New King James Version. I thank God. Can we read together? Then God said, according, yes, number one, let them have dominion, underline that if it's your Bible. So let them have what? Dominion over what? Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creepy that creeps on the earth. Verses 27, and so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him who, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be what? So the first command is dominion, the second command is fruitfulness, and multiply, hello, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion again over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Verses 29. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields what? Seed which is on the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields what? Seed to you it shall be formed. The old King James Version says it shall be for meat. <laughs> yeah. So permit me this evening to start something that I'm sure I'm not finishing because of time. But we are here. And it is our time. Amen. Amen. I feel pushed to share on the subject, the path to productivity. The path to productivity. I believe the greatest questions in the life of a human being 
are three. The question of origin, the question of purpose, and the question of destiny. Everybody is trying to figure out where they came from. Everybody is trying to figure out what is their purpose. And everybody is trying to figure out what shall happen when the final bell or the final whistle is blown. These are amongst every other question. Isn't Oswali Nyeti? Yeah. The question of purpose, the, the, sorry, the question of destiny first, the question of purpose, and the question of destiny. And the best thing for you as a believer and for me as well is to come to the realization that in the Holy Scriptures, the questions have been addressed. It is your diligence in seeking what is hidden in God's word that grants you access to the answer to the question of, of, of origin, purpose, and destiny. And so when we look in the book of Genesis, it addresses the primary, the first question, the question of where do I come from? When you, get, when you get to understand where you came from, it determines your value, it determines your perception, it determines the perception of what you do with your life, and it determines the, 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 the strive of the energy you put towards productivity in your life. Nobody who understands their origin ever struggles with identity. Neither will you find them struggling with low self-esteem. Low self-esteem naturally is a sense of lack of identity. You feel that I am not who I'm supposed to be and so you look down upon yourself. But when you look in the book of Genesis, because I understand we are looking at Genesis, Proverbs, and Mark. And we are looking at wisdom, wealth, and wonders. Praise be the name of the living God. And so in the book of Genesis, God begins to show you and me that from the origin of our creation, he designed you and me to become productive in all that we do. Hello. So it begins by saying, let us create man first in our own image. And the Bible says, in, our, in his own image, he created them, both male and. So you have been created in the image of God. And so after creating you in his own image and likeness, he says uh, that I am giving you dominion. That I am giving you supremacy. I am giving you the keys to rulership over every other thing that I've created upon the face of the earth. Say, I have dominion. Say, I have rulership. And then from there, the scripture says, and then he blessed them. And he, tell, he told them, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, your productivity is linked to dominion 
and the blessings of God over your life. So when the Bible says, and he blessed them, it means he created an environment for them to be productive. That's what blessing there means. That he created an environment for man to be fruitful and to multiply. So when we say that you are blessed, it means that God has already declared and created an environment that is conducive for you and for me to become productive in all that we do. So tell a neighbor, neighbor, we have no excuse but to be productive in all that we set our hands and our minds to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let us go to verses 29. In verses 29, then God says this. For the dominion and the environment I've already given to you. But I'm going to give you the key of becoming productive in your life. And so he says, and God said, see, in other words, get a revelation. Get an understanding. Be aware that I am now giving you something that will make your rulership, your supremacy, and bring to fulfillment uh, all the environment that I've created in your life. And he says, now see, get an understanding, get a revelation. What is the revelation? That I have given you every herb that yields what? Seed, which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it shall be for, for food or for meat and so in the path to productivity allow me to declare this in the next few minutes just to share this hello just to share this the wonders of a seed. The wonders of what? The wonders of what? Yeah. For you to become productive, you need a seed. And every time in the church we mention the seed, people are like, again is after our money. Tell your neighbor you have no money. And if I'm talking about money, I will not talk about your money. I will talk about God's money. Because indeed you have nothing. You have nothing. Hello? Yeah, you have nothing. Say nothing. And the Bible says everything in the earth is of the Lord's and the fullness thereof, including you. If you don't belong to yourself, how do you say money belongs to you? How do you say money belongs to you? You have nothing. Say again, I have nothing. For no man has something unless the Lord has given it to him. Hello? Because you're trying to own it. Hello. So I'm not talking about money. And if I'll talk about money, it's not about your money. 
I'll talk about God's money. Amen? Amen? So the Lord says, I have given you seed for food. Or I've given you seed for meat. And so we need to realize this. When we go to the book of Genesis chapter number 8. Can we go to chapter number 8? And see after the flood how the Lord addressed things to Noah. In Genesis uh, uh, chapter number 8 verses 22. While the earth remains, what is there? And harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. As long as the earth, no, here God is giving to Noah, this, not this Noah, the first Noah, is making a covenant with him. And he's telling him, even though I have seen that the heart of man is wicked, I will no longer destroy it with water again. And he says, this is the covenant that I'm giving to you. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest Cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, is still the earth remaining? Is still the earth in existence? Then tell them, understand this. Then the laws of seed and harvest are still in operation. Yeah. That's the law. If you plant babies, you harvest babies. So, you very well know. Hello? Yeah. So, in short, the seed time and harvest time, they are still in operational as long as the earth stands. There will always be sowing and reaping. The question is this, is, still, is there still, you know, a, a, a cold and heat? Yeah. I was doing a pastor's training in Konza and I said, Moko kuna jono ambia joto. Come to where it is manufactured. Yeah. Hello? So is there still heat and cold? Yeah. Is there still winter and summer? Is there still day and night? A few minutes ago it was still light. Now it is dark. So ask your neighbor, if there is still heat and cold, if there is still day and night, why do you think seed time and harvest time have ceased? Let me say this. The outcome of your life is a subtotal of the seeds that you've been sowing. The outcome of your life is as a result of the seeds that you've been sowing. Is the subtotal of the seeds that you've been sowing. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you don't like the harvest, change what you sow. 
Your words are a seed. Your time is a seed. Your attitude is a seed. Your activity and actions, they are a seed. Why? The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians chapter number 6. Can we get it up there? Galatians chapter number 6 verses 7 to 8. And it says this, do not be deceived. For God cannot be yeah. So it means if you think that you can mock God, you have already been deceived. You are a creature of deception. If you believe that you have the ability to deceive God, to, to mock God, that be, you, you have just already been deceived. So the Apostle Paul writes to the Galatians church and he says, do not be what? Deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. That also shall he do what? Reap. Verses 8. For he who sows to his flesh, so you can sow the flesh. Now you understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about your money. So he says, for he who sows to his flesh, will of the flesh do what? Reap corruption or decay or decadence. It is a word. Yeah. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit live report. Everlasting life. So it is simple. Whatever a man sows. Huh? That he will also do what? So when you look at your life today. And you don't like what you see. First, stop praying. Yeah. Stop praying. Stop fasting. Stop bothering your pastors with prayer requests and get into prayer circles. They will not take you out of that. If the seeds you've been sowing are the wrong seeds, then it means you've been living in a life that is producing the wrong harvest. Tell a neighbor, check your seed. Check the way you talk. Check the way you live. Check the way you handle people. Check the way you handle money. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me say this. In the book of Proverbs chapter number 4 verses 23. The Bible says, guard your heart for from it flows the issues of life. Yeah. Keep your heart with what? All diligence for out of it springs what? The issues of life. Whenever you are sowing, where you sow is in your heart. Your heart is very important to your destiny and to the kind of harvest that you bring forth in your life. 
That's why Solomon is telling you and me, in whatever things that you do with your life, make sure that you guard your heart. Because out of your heart, the issues of life will definitely flow. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. And when you're talking about the heart, we're not talking about that organ. Hello? We are talking about your mind. We are talking about your spiritual man because they are used interchangeably. Your heart is one of the greatest gifts that God has given you. Your heart is there and we shall look at it. Just to nenda to pole pole. So your heart is one of the greatest gifts that God has given you. And that's why he says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence for from it flows the issues of life. Fail to guard it, you failed in life. Manage to guard it, you have excelled in life. When you guard your heart, you are gaining an advantage towards your productivity in life. So this is where things begin to get a little bit uh, exciting. Because we can take care of our cars and we do take care of our cars. I don't tell you neglect your car. If you neglect your car, you will start calling us at night. Hello? So you take care of your car. You take care of your phone. You take care of your clothes. You take care of everything. But if you fail to take care of your heart, it means you have ceased taking care of your destiny and your productivity. It's simple as that. And I will show you why. When we go to the book of Mark at chapter number 4, verses 13 to 20, Mark chapter number 4, verses 13 to 20, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all these parables? So ask your neighbor, neighbor, do you understand? So what is the parable? Now Christ is talking about the parable of the sower. And now in from verses number 14, he begins to explain something here. And he says, the sower sows what? The word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. So the different kind of fields that he mentions there. Hello? They are the places where the word finds rest or is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Uh-huh. Let's read. These likewise are the ones sown on the stone. 
thorny ground, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with, and then what happens? And they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution or when things don't go as they expected them to go. Or persecution arises for the words. So tell a neighbor, 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 the enemy is after the seed. That's why we are here. We are here to keep on pouring the seed, which is God's word. That's what Christ says. The seed is God's word. Before you call money a seed, you should understand that it is God's word. Then he says what in the next verse? Now these are the ones sown amongst what? Thorns. They are the ones who hear what? The word. And then what happens? And there. The party after party. Hello. The coffees that have backfired. The projects that are not going your way. The investments that have escaped you. The girl that has left you. The boy that has left you. The company that is wanting to suck you. When the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of what? Of riches. So tell your neighbor, 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 riches can give you deceit. Yeah. That's why some of us or some of you will continue to be poor because if you don't understand that riches have got the ability to deceive you, God will never release it in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to a testimony no should so he says the deceitful of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes what so tell your neighbor guard your heart the next verse what does it say but these are the ones sown on good ground those who hear the word accept it and be what and become productive And they become fruitful and some party and some and some. So tell a neighbor, neighbor, choose tonight what kind of heart you're going to have. You see, the Carelessness, because believers understand that God's word is a seed. They understand it. But they approach it with utmost carelessness. Hello? And with a lot of familiarity that they cease to understand the power that lies in God's word. Why am I saying this? Because before you speak something, you need to think about it. And ask yourself, is it consistent with what God says? Is it consistent with his word? When you are about to do an activity or perform an action, 
The question is to ask yourself first, is it God's will or is it in tie with God's will for my life? Before you give your finances, hello, you should be able to ask, before I release my finances or what God has laid in my hands, what is God saying about it? The reason some of us don't struggle to give, it is because we've had God. Silent, you can hear a pin drop. You see, when you come and your bishop has given a car and he has received this, and you go and give a car because the bishop has given a car, and you don't see your harvest. It is because you are not intimate enough to hear what God was instructing you to do. The reason some of us can give anything that we own, it is because we are sure we've heard the voice of God. So in giving, we are giving out of the voice that we've heard, the conviction that we have. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, Prepare your heart. Guard your heart. Because that's where the seed of heaven rests. Atapianaje tu shamba. Atapianaje tu gari. mana aliskia. There was a seed that was deposited in their heart. We've always said this. The hardest thing is not ever to obey God. The hardest thing is to hear his voice. And so a lot of believers are living without God's seed in their hearts. And why is this? Because they have failed to recognize the part they ought to play to guard where God rests his seed in their hearts. So where there are gossips, they attract you. So what is the enemy doing? He's clouding your heart from receiving the seed of God. Where there is fight and hatred, he pushes you there and they become exciting environments for yourself. So you get into them and you discover that sooner or later, whenever God's word is spoken, it never finds a resting place in your heart. So you keep on going through the mountain of life. 39 years, 40 years, 45 years. And you begin to say the church has wasted me. Only the pastors are prospering. They will continue to prosper as long as their hearts are ready continuously to receive the seed of God in their hearts. Guard your heart. Fanevi. Kawadada Fanevi. Guard your heart. Amen. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because God wants to deposit his greatness of seed inside your life. Just one word has got the potency to change the direction of your life forever. 
That's why I started by saying, if you don't like what you're harvesting, change the seeds that you've been sowing. Begin to let yourself be around environments that allow God to deposit his seed in your life. That's why he says again in, uh, in the book of Mark 4, 4, he says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So if you're not living by God's word, what are you living with? Bread. You're living with everything that comes your way. Say God forbid. Say God forbid. Matthew chapter number 7, verses 17 to 23. We put a comma there. Mark chapter number 7, verses 14. Mark 7, 14. When he had called all the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear me, everyone, and do what? Understand. And then understand. What do you, does he want us to understand? There is nothing that enters a man from the outside which can do what? Uh -huh. But the things which come out of these are those that defile a man. Uh -huh. If anyone has ears to hear let us continue. When he had entered our house Away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning what? The parable. So he said to them, are you thus without also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man from outside cannot? Uh-huh. Because it does not enter his? There is outside. Things that enter you through your outside. Remember right now they are talking about food. Hello. So Christ is telling them, listen to me. Don't you have this understanding? That those, those things that you just keep on eating. Like those of you who don't love eating pork. You think you are defiling yourself. Yet what you have allowed in your heart is more dirtier than because it does because it does not enter his heart but his and is done what thus purifying so standards and then he said what comes out of a man that one that one that one does what it defiles a man so it is what that has entered a man and is coming out of him hello it is what has entered a man's heart and it is coming out of him that defiles him and then how does it come out look at the productivity of a heart that has been deceived aha go on what does the heart that has been deceived, that has received the wrong seed, what comes out of it? Uh -huh. Heart of the heart of man proceeds what? 
adulteries, fornications, murders. Kingy. Covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, no pumbafu. All these things come from and defile. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what are you producing? Because what you're producing shows what you've been sowing. A lot of you have been second guessing yourself. Because of the seeds that you've been allowing people to sow in your heart. Some of you believe things cannot be done. Because you've walked amongst people who have sown seeds and have told you that it can't be done. Some of you are living in fear and intimidation. Second guessing yourself because you have allowed yourself to live in an environment that God did not condition you to live in. Remember in Genesis chapter number 1 verses 28 he says and the Lord blessed them. And we said what he created an environment for them to become productive to become fruitful. So if you have not allowed yourself to be in the environment that God has created in terms of his blessing and you find yourself in an environment where people have created an atmosphere of fear, of doubt, of guilt, of shame, of lewdness, of adulteries, of fornication, of theft, guess what you're going to produce? You're going to produce the same. That's the wonder of a seed. That you must understand that your heart is a vessel. It is not an organ. It is a vessel where God wants you to create an environment for his seed to find a resting place that your life can produce in accordance to the percentages that God wants you to produce in your life. I believe some of us have not yet seen or heard or gotten a glimpse of what God wants them to produce in their lives because they are ignorant of the seed that God wants to deposit in their lives because they are not eager to protect their hearts and create their hearts of, to become an environment that God can deposit that seed. So we are always living below the productivity of God. If your life is only to improve today by 30%, people will notice it. If it improves by 60%, people will again notice it. If it improves by 100%, we can't ignore it. I pray from tonight 
I pray as we go on with this Zoe experience that your hearts will be ready to receive the seed that God wants to deposit in them. So that any other seed that has ever been deposited will never again find an avenue to produce after its kind in your life. Your destiny is in the seed that you sow. Your prosperity is in the seed that you sow. That's all it is. For whatsoever man sows, that he will also reap. Can we stand upon our feet? And I want you to pray just a prayer. Before the online community leaves, I want us to pray with them. And I will usher in the bishop. I want you to pray simple prayers that are coming from the bottom of your heart. And tell God, God, say just God. Say, dear Father, any seed that is not yours in my life, let it be taken away. Any harvest that is on the way as a result of a seed that you did not sow in my life, let it be taken away. And say, dear Father, I pray in my heart from today, I shall be receptive to receive your word and that it shall produce 30, 60, 100 fold in the name of our Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I pray for us tonight. I really pray for us tonight. Because this is the year of the wind that your hearts will be sensitive to realize where God is blowing you towards. That's my prayer. Father, we thank and we honor you tonight. Spirit of the living God, the seeds that are not of you in our hearts, the seeds of fear, the seeds of doubt, the seeds of second guessing ourselves, the seeds of unbelief, the seeds of stagnation, the seeds of unfruitfulness, the seeds that are not of you, O oh Lord, let them be lifted up from our hearts in the mighty name of our Jesus Christ. And let our hearts be ready to receive what God you want to deposit in our hearts that our lives may be able to produce 30, 60, 100 fold for the glory and the honor of your holy name. Lord, there is a path of, of productivity that you have set in front of us. Grant us the grace to walk in it, in obedience and in trust to your word. In Jesus' mighty name, we do trust, praying and believing. I said in Jesus' mighty name, do we trust, praying and believing. Amen, amen. Tell a neighbor, neighbor, your life will never be the same again. Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the issues of life. 
Amen. Let's put our hands together as we welcome the bishop. Karibu Askofu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you joining us online, we want you to know that you should be here. But if for one reason or the other you cannot be here, we want to pray that as you're giving tonight, that you are partaking of the grace that is here. We had a wonderful time of prayer and spiritual release. Amen. Yesterday we said that Abraham was rich, but he was running and bowing. And yet he was rich. And you know, the Bible can't lie. God can call you rich. You know, people will call you rich, but God, there are people in the book of Revelation, Jesus called them, you say you are rich, but you are poor. But Abraham, God called him rich. Amen. And, and we see him running. And so we, we want you to be in the church so that you can get room to run and bow. You see the way pastor was praying. You can't pray like that uh, in, your, in, your, in your house sometimes because you have to speak those low tone tones. But when you're here, you can release the full generator. Amen. You can blow your whistle. You can blow your trumpet. And, and something happens. You know, when God is changing people, people don't know. People will only come to see, as Reverend Lawrence has said, when the 30 has arrived, then people will say, MC, where have you gotten all these things? I, I want to buy and do this. But you just keep staying under that environment that God has blessed. And you'll be surprised. When you begin to bring forth fruit and multiply and have dominion, people will begin to wonder, how come you have been able to do all these things? And so if you're joining us online and want to release you tonight, go ahead and give the pay bill number. is there, 200-302. Reverend Lawrence is continuing with us. Tomorrow again, he shall be here. And we want to soak into what this man carries. Amen. You can be sure I told you, our future is brighter. Our future is brighter because we are sure that's how Mutakwamunakula word. Amen. Amen. Father, we release the online church. We are praying that whoever shall be joining and watching this at whatever time of the day, in whichever month of the year, in whichever year, we pray that the same anointing that is here that brings wonders, the wonders of the seed, Father, that grace shall be experienced upon them. I decree right now that as they go to sleep, they are blessed by you. They are covered by you. They are watched by you. And even as they rest tonight, tomorrow they shall wake up with a brighter dream and vision that what was dead shall spring back again. I command the blessing of the Father, the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow or ends all sorrows. Let that blessing locate you tonight. Locate you whatever time you're watching this in Jesus' name. Those of us in the house, give the Lord a mighty hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.